You're listening to Gatefold Gateway Podcast, a musical journey through time. And here are your hosts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Gatefold Gateway. This is episode nine. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, today we've got another fantastic guest for you. Um, so yeah, I really, really hope you're enjoying the episodes. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. And also we've got the playlist on Spotify, which we're adding to every week. Really, really hope you're enjoying that. Stick it on shuffle and just press play. It's a, it's a strange experience. Um, big shout out to Mogwai who have released their new record and it's gone straight to number one, um, which is absolutely amazing for British music. Um, all the good British bands releasing records and it looks like um, architects who've just released an album that they could even go to number one next week so um, yeah keep buying the physical copies of records if you can um, yeah and that's about it really guys just enjoy the episode we'll see you again soon Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Gatefold Gateway. Um, I'm your host, Damo, and joining me as usual is my co-host and good friend, Mr. Joe Green. Hello. How are you, buddy? I'm okay, thanks, mate. A um, little tired, you know, getting a little fed up of the week, but overall, okay. How Excellent. are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Still not working. Hopefully that changes soon, but you know, this is good. Um, really enjoying the podcast. I hope everybody that's listening is kind of enjoying it. I've had some really, really good feedback. So thanks again for listening. Um, and if you're joining us for the first time, then welcome to the first time you've ever listened to Gateful Gateway. Um, welcome. If you welcome. Um, if you hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can check our social medias out um, just search for Gateful Gateway. And also if you subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple or however you get your podcast, you can now like go back and listen to episode one through to how many are there. I'm not sure how many are there, but um, yeah. So let's talk about our guest that we've got on today. It's going to be a really, really interesting chat about some really great albums. And I was really excited when I got hold of the albums that he wanted to talk about. Um, just for anybody listening, I don't really know this gentleman very well, but I can tell you we've been in the same room um, on a few occasions <laughs> at various musical venues. I think the most recent would have been up in Birmingham in one of the venues there at a show. Um, and definitely in clubs and venues around Cheltenham. But fortunately, um, Joe knows a little more. I do. I've known this man for quite, quite some time. I think it's almost like it's well over 10 years, which in itself is quite scary. Um, I first met him at Bohemia uh, in Cheltenham when he was playing bass for Bonsai Kittens. Uh, and then I was fortunate enough to gig with him in his band, We Legionnaires, on um, more than one occasion. Uh, also in his other band, Last Night Victory. Um, he is a good friend, uh, an amazing musician, um, a very good mixer masterer as well with the audio and the, the whole Logic Pro. If you ever need help with Logic Pro, Charlie Baxter is your man. He's like the epic tech support. 
support. But yes, he is a very talented musician. His own project, Charlie Baxter, grown up life. And he was, I was for, I'm fortunate enough to say that we actually had him in Death as a Girl as well for a year, which was great. And he helped us with the recording and mixing and mastering as well. And of course, Kaijo Blue, who, well, they're just amazing. If you are ever, well, if you ever get a chance to see them, you need to fucking see them because they're fucking sick, okay? Like, that's how good they are. I did a swear. <laughs> so yes, it is, of course, I'm talking about the one and only, the man with all the gear, and the idea, <laughs> Charlie Baxter, Charles Bax. Baxter, Charlie Baxter. Woo! Woo, woo, woo! Hello, hello, hello. That was some intro, Joe. Thank you, thank you. Well, that's, to that now. that's where we're ending the show. That's taking <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Fine. Thank you, everyone. Good Thanks night. for joining us, Charlie. That was a really good chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we, I, we've got history, so it had to be... It has to be said. <laughs> that's good. How are you, Charlie? How are you doing? I am all good, thank you. I mean, when we're recording, it's Friday tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to that, looking forward to the weekend. But otherwise, I'm all good. Yeah, it's been, it's, you know, I can't believe we're already halfway through January. <laughs> it's like... Flying, well, isn't it? It's it feels flying. like, I think in the other day, it's like March the 300th or something, 2020, isn't it? It's like, it's just been since then. Who yeah. even knows what's happened? But I am good, staying positive. That's awesome. Good, good. Um, we're obviously, yeah, we... we it's been 10 months, probably 11 months by the time people are listening to this podcast before we hit D-Day. And that's, you know, 365 days of absolute shit. Um, so how have you kind of been using that time um, to get some music out there and to kind of promote what you're doing? First, can I just say, I think you came up with an awesome album title there. I don't know who's going to use that first, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's yours if you want it but i will put that <laughs> on ebay amazing um yeah i'm keeping busy i'm fortunate enough to have my little home studio set up um which has enough musical oddities to keep me occupied for another 365 days of who knows what um yeah i mean musically um like obviously there's not much impetus to go out and play shows at the moment even though I really wish. I've got a post on my wall, which has got the last gig I played, and it's the 6th of March. That date is coming up far too soon for my liking. So it's going to be a year soon. But yeah, otherwise, that's people. Um, there's quite a few people at the moment who I'm sort of putting my little touch on their recordings, which is quite fun. Um, and making Kaiju Blue new music for when we can go out and play live me and um michael who's the other half of that act we have a sort of weekly zoom meeting where <laughs> like i run logic and he can sort of see my screen and we sort of collaborate on ideas it's pretty good fun um we've been doing that pretty much since the start of this so we've got probably about another 20 odd tracks to add to the to the set which is cool i mean we're looking forward to being in the same room again but until then... It'd be a lot making... easier, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the internet doesn't go janky halfway through. But, yeah, we're keeping busy, making lots of new music, and, yeah, just, just getting ready for for when things get good again. Yeah, Excellent amazing. Stuff. Amazing. Excellent. Right, so, should we dive straight in? Yeah, I think that's a good shout, because I am absolutely buzzing for this first question. Okay. Um, because I know what the answer is, and it's... <laughs> An album I just cannot wait to kind of talk about. <laughs> okay, well, as as always, um, Charlie, what was the first album you ever bought? 
see this is i bet this is tricky for everyone i have listened back to like the earlier episodes everyone's going well i had this bought for me and then they try and think of something like really cool that they first bought so you know but i do i mean when you're a kid people buy you every type of pop album going i do remember this isn't my answer this isn't the one that damon's buzzing to talk about but I want well, to are you sure <laughs> i, I actually it. am i want to i if so, you're about to say what i think you're about to say <laughs> i actually am buzzing to talk about oh, yeah. this so, so I just remember when I, when I was a kid, someone bought me an album by a band called The Cartoons, who I've never yes. heard about before or since. But I just remember their bass player played a double bass that was like an actual carrot. And I just thought it was the coolest <laughs> thing ever when I was like... I remember them. Nine. I remember them. Um, so, yeah. But we're not talking about The Cartoons because I can't remember a song. So Unfortunately. Unfortunately, we're not talking about them. Maybe I'm going to have to hit them up on Spotify later. I, I reckon you could. I reckon you could do a remix for them now and they would be very grateful. I mean, it's... You know, it's of they're of that ilk now. So that's, I reckon that you could have like yeah, they'd pay you. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we can put it out on our three hundred and sixty-five days compilation album. I can't wait. <laughs> Ex- exactly, exactly. A song for every day. But yeah, but, go on. Sorry. Yeah, like actually, sort of, you know, being like myself, little preteen me walking into HMV Cheltenham. Um, it's got to be. It's. It, I mean. I reckon if it's not the first, it's one of the first, and that's Hybrid Theory by Liam Yes! <laughs> oh, my days. So excited. I am. And so that was, did you get it kind of when it came out? Yeah. What was so that, that, like? 2000. 2000, bang on 2000, yeah? Yeah, end of end of that year. Amazing. Aww. Yeah. So long ago, it feels like, it feels like an age ago. It was a long time when ago. It is, yeah. <laughs> so when you went into HMV, was that was that something you were looking for specifically? I mean, probably so. It was just so that was like, you know, I'm like preteen. I'm just starting to kind of I think I must have got my first bass guitar around that kind of time. So I'm starting to think, ooh, what is this rock music thing? This looks kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, like all your friends are starting to listen to those sort of bands and you think oh yeah this is pretty cool so i reckon it must have been on my sort of hit list yeah I'm, i probably heard something you know on the on the telly and then i thought oh they're pretty good i'll pick up their album yeah so I, it was definitely on the it wasn't it wasn't like a oh that's cool cover I'll, I'll buy that it was a this is what i'm going in for yeah nice i've watched mtv too <laughs> we, the, there's there's walking on the ceiling in the video the riff is tasty i'm having it is that i'm assuming that's how it went i think that is exactly how it went <laughs> Excellent. i knew it i knew i was there mate i was there in your mind's we, all were. we all were there we were all there like, it was who, uh it's true i say who doesn't own that album well i know how many people do own it i actually don't um, i actually yeah. don't have it um, it was kind of the the perfect sort of crossover from that new metal genre into the mainstream, wasn't it? Limp Bizkit had kind of hit mainstream mm. with Rolling, but I think Linkin Park just took that era to a new level and thrust, you know, Kerrang! into mm. the top of the pops era, and it kind of became the new normal, didn't it? Definitely, it did. sort of it frost that sound into Woolworths and HMV all around the <laughs> all around the county, Ooh. all around the world. Let's be honest, but yeah, I, I had all that stuff. I had I had the biscuit. I had Lincoln Park. I had some really regrettable stuff. Um, did you have yeah. Papa Roach? 
Of course I have Papa Roach. <laughs> I, I have the Papa Roach uh, bass tab book. Amazing. Um, and I was really annoyed because I only had a four string bass, but it was all in like B kind of five <laughs> string tuning. So I could only play the top four strings. So I could never get those riffs. Wow. Yeah. It's okay. It's now okay. though, now. Oh, now, yeah. You I need to go dig it out. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw back to 2000. As we as it. we wish we all could. We could. <laughs> Especially at the moment. Yeah. That album sold um has sold to date 27 million copies. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which I ch- I checked because I was like, this has got to be up there. And um, yeah, it's the, was ge- <laughs> it's the best-selling debut. It's the best-selling wow. debut of the 21st century. I was going to ask, did you do some recon on that? Yeah, I, I like, mean... Wow, how do you know that? I've know, I know a lot about the Linkin Park sort of era, but so uh, that's why I was excited to talk about Hybrid Theory because it's obviously, like you say, there's there's probably more people around that you know that own it than don't. <laughs> Definitely. But it is a it's a top album and it still sounds good. Again, like stuff from that era. I mean it's not that long ago, but you put on you put on corn now, and I'm no offense to anyone, but you kind of cringe. You put on Linkin Park <laughs> Hybrid Theory and it slaps. It does. Which corn though? Which corn are we talking? Well, that era would have been like your sort it's of like issues, isn't it? No, oh, oh that one. Oh, the not. leader, or no, that would have been yeah. cool issues well. is because issues is still good. I like it. I put issues on not too long ago, and it still still kicks out. Okay, fine, but, but so it's <laughs> not, not it's not one step closer, advocate, is it? It's not one step closer. Exactly. It's not one step closer. I know it's... exactly what you're saying. Yeah, the same with Limp Biscuit as well. Like I yeah. actually put, I had, um, I just downloaded Chocolate Starfish last week. And in order to keep it running in my playlist, I had to play the whole thing. So on the walk to work, <laughs> I had it on. And it is it's still absolutely, like, as good then, or as yeah. good now, sorry, as it was then. If not better now, because, like, you know, you've got a bit more of an understanding or a bit more history with it and whatever. Do you know, Do you know what I mean? Definitely. But, I yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> Looking back now, at the time I was like, "Yeah, guitars," but now I'm like, "Ooh, electronics!" <laughs> it was my perfect. It was my perfect genre, and that yeah. like Hyra Theory is my perfect album. You had the the cool synths and the cool electronic beats. You had the big heavy riffs. You had the the rapping guy. It was just perfect. Rapping <laughs> guy, Mike was, Shinoda, hero. He is big a hero. Shinoda, exactly. Was that kind? Did it help? Kind of help you crossover like this was it from that album that you ended up buying sit like since or was that oh, was there another album all. that that is no. many years later at the time I was okay like, yeah as we all were like, dance music sucks man they don't do anything <laughs> <laughs> if only i could see myself now <laughs> yeah. indeed do you um, like a, a spark from the first star trek and get, never <laughs> I, I instantly digress i instantly digress i'm sorry Straight, you you love doing the digression and we've um, got to do it but that's cool because like it's great that you mentioned Joe about the is that what got you into synths and stuff, Charlie? Because like people that have seen your live act know that you use like all sorts of instruments. You're big like when I saw you playing with Joe's band, you were obviously playing keyboards um and all the electronic sounds that go along with playing music. Um so <laughs> let's go into this great question then. It's like, is there a record that you can think of that um if you were if you were to bring it forward now that you would just love to be part of the recording and writing process 
yeah, so like fast forward a few years from new metal bag jeans me, and I started to kind of diverge into this. So I, I used to steal my sister's CDs. I wouldn't admit it to her. I hope she never listens to this, but <laughs> like she was into all like sort of Chemical Brothers and Prodigy and stuff like that. Um, and I just occasionally need to steal a CD and give it a listen. It's all right, actually. I wouldn't tell my mates, but it's all right. Um, but yeah, the one album which I kind of really converted me over to like that way of thinking well the one band that converted me over was daft punk um and yeah, if i could nice. pick a, a daft punk album it's got to be discovery because it's just oh it's just perfect um and again it's one of those albums that still sounds amazing now it would sound amazing in another 20 years um and yeah i mean in terms of being there when they recorded it like they were in paris so they just bit of context so they just done their first album and it just got them huge minted having a great time they had their own studio in paris and they spent two years just going around paris digging out old samples drinking amazing french coffee and loving life you you know they were having a good time making yeah. an album let's be honest like <laughs> why would you not want to be in a cool studio you built yourself in paris <laughs> exactly. being paid to make jams it's got like a real typical like european disco-y vibe hasn't it it's so of... disco and yeah all those samples like again like the stuff i'm doing now with kaiju blue if anyone doesn't know we do a lot of like mashups or sort of steal a vocal from somewhere and put our own spin on it but i mean daft punk they they're sort of did some deep dives on that some of the samples they, they sort of i don't want to say stole they they appropriated and used i mean you'd never hear that original song like Again, I'm sure some people are well into Edwin Birdsong, but Cola Bottle Baby, that is harder, better, faster, stronger. Like, it's just amazing how they just take these really obscure soul and R&B and disco records and then just make them, well, contemporary, I guess. Yeah. And they kind of, for their genre as well, like going back to the whole Linkin Park, bringing sort of new metal in that era into the mainstream, Daft Punk and the Chemical Brothers, like you say, those sort of dance acts all did, did the same for their genre as well, didn't they? Yeah, totally. I mean, they made, well, for me, and I'm sure for a lot of other people, like bands like Daft Punk made it okay for rock kids to like dance music. And I think it probably works like the other way as well. You know, if you're into your sort of electronic stuff, you go, oh, this has kind of got guitars in and stuff. So I think it really joined those two worlds together for a lot of people. Yeah. Tasty. Very nice. Are you a Justice fan as well then? Kind of talking oh, yeah. about France and definitely French Electro. It's the way forward, isn't it? Like they're just so cool and good at it. Do you know what I mean? Like, so cool. <laughs> like if you look at kind of yeah. There's air, air that are French as well. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna mention air as well. So are you an air fan, Charlie? Yeah, definitely. All that stuff. I love it. Moon Safari, what an album. What an album. It's a ridiculously good record. I have a playlist on Spotify which is like sort of mid 2000s all those kind of like indie disco electro it's just you would be surprised at how much good stuff came out between like 2005 and 2006 it's just all all the good stuff good year good years good years i miss those days again (sighs) i was gonna say they feel a bit vintage now don't they already (laughs) but they hit their sort of mtv really well as well because the like Daft Punk's, I think still to the, they're doing the Tron soundtracks is some of their recent stuff, and they're still doing those those awesome videos that you know just instantly hook you no matter what the music is. Like when you're like 
when you're that age in the early 2000s and that comes on MTV, you're like, whoa, what the hell's this? Because the, the graphics are just ridiculous as well. Yeah, you're like a teenager and there's these robots playing the most insane out of space music. You're just like, whoa, what, what even is this? <laughs> I still feel that way now. I still look at them and think they're just the coolest dudes. Yeah. They are indeed, right. So, do uh, shall we move on to the next question? How are we feeling? Good. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it then. Um, guilty pleasure. We keep using this term. We don't mean it, obviously. We need to find a but, new um, way of wording this question. I think. <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, <laughs> very good. Obviously, you can't see us, but we're just have to gonna maybe when we start saying guilty pleasure, be like rabbit fingers guilty pleasure do you know what i mean guilty so that will so, so yeah guilty guilty pleasure but yeah with that said uh charlie what would you say is your quote guilty pleasure unquote album my quote unquote rabbit fingers album um <laughs> yes so, okay it's, it's again it's tricky it always is like the thing is, I think for what most people would say is their guilty pleasure is my like bread and butter. Like <laughs> I, you know, pop music what, okay. is, my, is my jam these days. Like Carly Rae Jepsen. I have a Carly Rae Jepsen t-shirt that I wear with pride. Like seriously, go listen to Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. She is amazing. Um, there was a new Kylie album last year and it was I absolutely banged. Like seriously, <laughs> I'm I'm well into my, my pop music. So I'm with that's you. not I'm my guilty you. pleasure. That's my... <laughs> That's my good stuff. So, yeah, in terms of, like, guilty pleasure, like, I guess that would be something that I I listen to with my headphones on so that no one else can hear I'm listening to it. <laughs> that's that's a very good way of describing it, I think. There we go. Okay. Yeah, this, We're is getting the stuff, this is the stuff you don't play on the Alexa. Yeah. Um, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> very good. And very again, good. you just kind of... You could kind of go some like really bad EDM stuff. I do that all the time, and you sound like guilty. That's that's quite guilty. Um, give what? me some Steve Aoki any day. Okay, there we go. I was going to say, what are we calling like bad guilty oh, EDM? Yeah, it, it's that junk food stuff. You know, it's not good for you, but it makes you feel like good for those like three and a half minutes that it's on. <laughs> it's, it scratches um, an itch. Yeah, I got you. But got if you. we're going proper guilty, as in something that I wouldn't even dream of listening to out loud, we got to go again back to the sort of noughties and we're going to that really really bad emo phase because everyone has an emo phase i had a huge emo i still phase. do i still do i was gonna say same i'm still in mine i'm still very much proud so, proudly in mine oh yeah obviously we, we were we were the we were the og emos we weren't because we weren't like teenagers in the 80s but let's not go there let's not talk no. about rights to spring new wave amazing new so yeah, this wave of emo, <laughs> I'm talking, I'm talking Silverstein, I'm talking Hawthorne Heights, yes. I'm talking all that kind of like <laughs> sad boy, worries me music, and yeah, it's got to be Silence in Black and White by Hawthorne Heights. Oh, what a record. So bad, yet so, so comforting. I just think that's, yeah, I listen to Hawthorne Heights still in my car. <laughs> I was going to say, we had them at your house the other day, didn't we? Well, yeah. not the other day, but when we were allowed to be in each other's houses. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I and I think, um, I don't know if you've heard of a guy called Matt Kutchel. Um, he's a bit of a, 
he was in a band a long time, kind of around that era. Um, and he is bringing emo back and he, he's, he's like a YouTube sensation. Um, so yeah, I won't go into too much detail cause it's kind of, you know, it's your question we're trying to answer, but if you go and search for Matt Kutchell on, um, YouTube is called Emo's Not Dead. And <laughs> his biggest video so far, I think, is the one he's done with Hawthorne Heights. Oh, um, I love it. It's amazing. And uh, Emo is not dead. Emo is not dead. As long as, like, as long as Jim Adkins from Jimmy Rod has the same hair, Emo will never die. <laughs> <laughs> it's the force holding it together. It really is. But yeah, Hawthorne Heights, like, oh, they're not, they're not good, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it thoroughly. Is that, that's like, the album with Ohio is for lovers. On? Oh god, yeah, it's amazing. It's the lyrics are just <laughs> so cringe, so cringe. I mean, I I am no lyricist, but I'm sure even I've written better lyrics than that. But it grabs you when you're when you're like a teenager and you are sad. You're like proper sad boy. You love that stuff, and you you never quite grow out of it, do you? You still have those moments where you're like, oh man, I didn't get enough sleep last night. <sighs> My cat's being annoying. I just need to go sit in my room. Oh no, I'm all out of coffee. Right, Hawthorne Heights, let's do it. Yeah. And it just gets you through <laughs> it. Just gets you through. You uh, you just mentioned hair. Um, did you, I'm assuming you, well, did you have a, the classic emo quiff, like the emo side swoop? How emo were, how emo were we talking? Did you have the cutoffs? Okay. Like, paint the picture. Take me so, back. Take us all back. Sorry. I tried. Let's put it that way. I tried. Now, I have really unruly long kind of like, I mean, my hair just curls. Whatever you do, it curls. You, you can get industrial hair straighteners on it and it will still get an annoying little flick. I go to the hairdressers and they cut the fringe and the flick comes back and they cut the fringe and the flick comes back and they just go, it's fine. You're just going to live with it. I'm like, okay, it's cool. But yeah, so I tried my hardest. Again, I feel like I'm like stole everything off my sister at the moment. She's going to love this. But yeah, so not only stealing her dance music CDs, I would steal her hair straighteners and I'd be there for hours. She's like, oh, come on, just get that kinks out of the hair. And it would look awful. Let's be honest. It, it didn't look good on any of us, at least. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely tried to do the whole hair straighteners. Um, I did the whole <laughs> wearing all black, you know. Nice. I, I had some really bad fashion choices as a kid. I went from like, new metal baggy jeans to emo super super jeans and the hair i tried guy liner at least twice um terrible idea amazing i did all that stuff and then are there any are there fo- is this on facebook oh, like, God, are there any this photos? Is way before that like i fortunately i didn't get facebook until i was at sort of you know second year uni so i was a bit cooler by then i'd, I'd gone through my my emo phase i'd gone through my new rave phase and i was i was starting to settle down into a bit more just like well, what I've been wearing for the last 15 years. <laughs> this never changes. <laughs> One of my favourite memories of you is when we did Ace Beef and you had on those um, blue tiger print skinny jeans and Hell like yeah. cowboy boots. And like, yeah. and I, I don't think it was, it was like a, and a dinner jacket. It was like <laughs> one of the best outfits to this day I've ever seen. Um yeah that there that and i think there is a photo of it as well so there is and the thing is i've still got all that stuff <laughs> i mean i'm not i'm not it out. out. maybe the first comeback show of 2023 or whenever it might be mm. i just i just rock out in the you know the, the blue super super skinnies 
it's still there. It's still there for one day. You never know when you might need it. But it, it does look, it does suit you. It looks good on you. Thanks, so. man. <laughs> so keep, yeah, keep do, keep doing what you're doing. For all you know, as you said, we're on video now, but you can't see the bottom half. We were discussing this earlier. You could be wearing anything on your bottom half. Working from is that home, what you've got I'm, on now? Like maybe cowboy boots. If not on. now, I'm doing it tomorrow. I'm doing it tomorrow. You won't see Friday, Friday, <laughs> Friday. Day. Yeah, I'll be doing all my all my lessons from here, sitting in my chair, and I'll have my like zebra blue <laughs> jeans on, and no one will know. I'll be the coolest. I'll be the coolest teacher around. You wait and see. I lo- yeah, I love it. Do Joe, it. but Joe, before we move on quickly, um, what yeah. was your emo band of choice? Um, oh, mate, so many. I, I'll be honest. I'm proper old school. I was a fafaf funeral for a friend. Oh, yeah. yeah, like the first album was just like. If there's anyone out there that wants to be a guest on this show and wants to <laughs> say my first album was. Um, funeral for a friend record <laughs> and we can talk about it then i think me and joe would kind of dedicate the whole show to that question yeah 100 percent. um just because it's just got yeah it was just yeah that album is just amazing even now like when i listen to it just it's one of those isn't it, it takes you back straight away yeah and the songs as you say charlie they still bang i so... think we had that album on for uh when we were driving through a death is um, a deaf gig down in like Bath. I think we had casually yeah. dressed on, and we I did. Remember, just everyone in the car loved it. It's exactly because it it's just it's an amazing album, and the second hours as well was really good as well. Mm-hmm. Is casually is casually dressed, and this is going to sound controversial, and people are going to, you know, probably want my head on a plate for this. Mm-hmm. Is casually dressed the UK hybrid theory? Ooh. Answers on like, a poster. Is it, is it think, a record it? that everyone's got? Everyone loves. You know, it stands up today. Funeral are still like touring. They're playing some shows this year. Hopefully, you know. Let let us know if you think that casually dressed is the UK's hybrid theory. Then, you know, I I'm gonna say yes. I went. Saw, I, I went and saw um, Funeral for Friends when they did their last. Their last breakup show before, you know, they, they do that every few years. They break up and then they come back and you're like, yes. But I went to their last one and they did casually dress the whole album and then they did hours the whole album. Yeah. And it was just, it was just hit after hit. Yeah. Two nights. That, yeah. So that is, good. Did you go to Birmingham? City. I think it was, yeah. See, we were in the same room for two nights. Again, I was going to say, there it is. There it, it is. It happens all the time. It happens yeah. all the time. You found each other. We found each other. They played um, at the Two Pigs here in Cheltenham as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did, didn't they? That was they did. mad. That was mad. That was mad. Loved it. Loved Crazy. it. Um, okay, so we're going from emo to a sort of subgenre of that. Um, a record or artist <laughs> that people would. I mean, people know you listen to emo now, but that's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> but what is there a, an artist or an album that people would not associate you with at all? I think from then I was like heard the music I'm making or have been making and have seen me live. They'd be like, oh yeah, you know, electronic beats, that's cool. Yep. He, you know, clearly stands Steve Aoki. I do. Um, but <laughs> in terms of like, so I listened to this album because we, you know, obviously we were talking about this and like getting ideas for the questions. I put this album on at eight o'clock this morning, which is probably a little bit early for it. <laughs> But it's so a little bit so damn good. You you cannot help but wake up to this album. Um, the pun is in the the name, so it's like the first lyric on the album. Anyway, 
so I do love me some big heavy riffs and Under Oath are just the supreme masters of that sound. Like when you crank your emo up a little bit more yeah. and you just make it that more visceral and just, just, oh, it just absolutely kicks. But yeah, and this is controversial, but Define the Great Line is their better album. <sighs> just putting it out there. Yeah, I'm go- I go the other way. Um, That's fine. That's your I'm, choice. I am a they're only chasing safety person. Just because it's- I'm a bit older and def- the they're only chasing safety came out a couple of years before. Two years before, yeah. yeah and yeah, that's yeah. that's my under oath jam. See, chasing safety it is amazing, but you put on to find the great line, you got like, do 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 do, <laughs> and it's just straight away you're like, yep, I'm there, I'm there. But that that they you're right though, they're both so you good. can't i can't i'm not saying i don't like that define the great line because it's a ridiculously good record um for the you know under oath are you know the masters of screamo um <laughs> they are for me um so under oath um what else sort of drives you towards them because they've got you know they've got a keyboard guy they do yeah and is that does, did that attract you to them as well because they do do it a little bit differently to everyone probably else probably subliminally yeah and yeah nowadays i go back and listen to it and i'm like i just hear all the little cool little edits on the sort of the choppy bits on the guitars and the little synths they put in and all the electronic beats i absolutely love that stuff and they always had such good atmospheres and albums like mm. weird little interludes where yeah it's always ambient noise and yeah i think yeah, they just did it good. They just did it really good. And yeah, they have keyboardists, which is it's just cool. Because, yeah. you know, they had in front, sort of, a, you know, in the front of the band, rocking out, he was headbanging, foot up on the keyboards. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um, yeah. And also, I saw them as well on a farewell tour, which they then came back a few years later. And they played the whole of both of those two Both records. Albums. In Bristol Academy? Yeah, I was probably there with you. So again, yeah, same I was room, in that yeah. room. Yeah. yeah, it was good, right? <laughs> I think we might, actually, I think we might have been Birmingham for that one, but still, same tour. Yeah, Joe, any, anything on Under Oath, Joe? Did you ever get into them? I did not, I'm afraid, but I'm enjoying listening to you talk about them. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should give them a whirl. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, not just about chatting, also about learning, it seems. Also about learning. Apparently. So, Saturday, yeah, um, also Every before we move day. on. Um, Aaron Gillespie um, drummed in Paramore for a while. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of gone main, a little bit more mainstream. He's doing a lot of like dance production now as well. Um, have, have you heard any of that? Didn't he have like, um, I remember he had like a sort of band post, well, on the side from under, didn't he? which is a bit more poppy. And yeah, of, I remember hearing that, but I haven't delved into his sort of electronic stuff. So maybe that's what I do after the show there we go and if you're listening to this and want to know a bit about under Earth, but you're a bit worried that it's going to be a bit too heavy for you go and check out an album by aaron gillespie and it's called out of the badlands where he's got versions of those songs played acoustically ah, nice so, under Earth are very heavy very screamo very you know like charlie said they're riff heavy big drums you know if you're worried because it is it is a scary experience if you're not into that sort of genre of music. But Aaron Gillespie kind of collect, collected all of his favourite Underoath songs and he's put them on an acoustic album. That's they really are good them. songs. That's They're the really good songs. They are really good songs, like beyond the, the <coughs> riffish and the shouty bits. Um, they're just Yeah, they're just great songs. Yeah. Tasty. 
Right. Well, moving on. Uh, the next question is, God forbid, Charlie, um, your house were ever on fire. If it were on fire, though, in this hypothetical question, um, what would be the one album and your cat, obviously, that you would save and your jazz master as well i would hope that you would yeah i definitely well. save the jazz and like yeah. all of my other instruments it would be a long a long retreat from you'd, the house you'd have more than one trip i'd be going back trip, in yeah. i'd be there like jazz in one hand guitar in the other chuck it exactly. on the garden run back in grab my laptop because it's got all my songs on <laughs> take that just yeah i would be a long time i'd probably end up burnt to a crisp i'll be honest but at least all my possessions would be safe so that's exactly. amazing, right. So yeah, third trip, it. we're going in for the albums now. What okay. album are we, are <laughs> we, are we going in? Are we going back for? What are we getting? I mean, I've already got my laptop, so I've already got Spotify. So this is kind of doesn't really matter. But just to play the game. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad yes. that's, this is what it is to you. Yes. I mean, well, just I mean, this. I hope it is a game because like, I'm going to be checking the fire alarms tomorrow. You've, you've got me concerned now. Um but it's all good. Yeah, it's uh, fine. Don't worry. We're safe. We're safe. Are you gas or electric cooker? Um, yes. So the the album <laughs> that I would go back to save. <laughs> Which one are you? Gas or electric? Electric, I guess. Right. Good. Okay. You, you Just, turn the button and it comes on. And that's it. Okay. Up. Cool. Master I, Chef. Good. Okay. I feel if you had a gas cooker, you'd be in. You know, more in the firing line. But um, but um, <laughs> but thankfully you're not because you've got an electric. Anyway, it's all good. Third trip, go get your okay. album. <laughs> I'm running up, I'm running up. So a band that kind of a band that I've just loved since they, they started, um, and still do, and just this is my again, like your go-to. You know, you're just like, I don't know what to listen to today. I'm not in the mood for for anything really. And um, that would be Johnny Foreigner, because they're just the ultimate indie punk, little bit emo, just just cool dude band. They're so good. But, and I have all of their albums in multiple formats. Um, I have I have vinyl for them behind me now, which I have never played because I don't have a record player, sorry. But it looks cool, it looks really cool <laughs> on my wall. Um, so yeah, I have like everything they've ever done. Um, but my favorite one from them is Johnny Foreigner versus everything. And I would, I would run in, I would dig out my little CDs and I would, I would find that little cardboard sleeve I think it's signed uh, and I pick it up and I put it in my pocket and, and I save that because it just it just means a lot to me, that album. Right, because you've played with them, haven't you? I yeah, that's the weird once. thing. Like, we've played them a couple of times. Like, yeah, it's, it's weird because I, I got into them and thought, oh, because I was in We Legionnaires at the time and we were kind of like, we wanted to be Johnny Foreigner. We wish we were that cool. <laughs> um, I mean, we were good, especially when Joe Green was playing drums. That's when we were, at, oh. you know, that's when we were super cool. Bless um, you, bless you, and also more Joe Fo because they have a black in their band as well. <laughs> I mean, that's not why we hired you. <laughs> now you're pointing it out, but no, like, yeah, I just thought they were super cool. Uh, I loved all their music, and they were just, I mean, Lex on guitar. Just how can you not look up to mm. him with his crazy tapping stuff, like? Me and Chris from We Legionnaires, we just both wanted to be him, essentially, guitar-wise, because just did the most amazing guitar parts. Uh, really influenced my style of playing, I have to say. Um, 
And yeah, and then a few years later, I'm doing Wheelie Jeunesse and we're actually, well, playing a few decent shows. And then the next thing you know, you're on the same bill as Johnny Foreigner like a couple of times in a year. And then you're going off to play a little Alcopop things in London and Brighton. And oh, look, there's Joe Fur again. And they're saying hello to you. And you're like, what? This is mad. So yeah, we kind of became like actually quite familiar with them, both musically and personally over the course of Wheelie Jeunesse, which was amazing. But I still just listen to their music and just think they are just the perfect band of that style. Um, and yeah, the Versus Everything album is a monster album. It's nearly like 20 tracks and it just covers everything from chilled out sort of ambient electronic niceties through to full on riffy punk stuff. Um, it just touches every bass. And yeah, their drummer plays keyboard at the same time as drums. It's just, they're just amazing. He does do um, yeah. that. He that's, does. That's, that's, that's a feels album for me. How? Because um, is it is it Alexi or Alex? What's his name? Yeah, um, Lex. Lexi. Lex. Yeah. yeah. He's how? How are you with his new project? Is it? I, I told you I would eat you. Yeah, I like it. It's it's a bit more emo. It's good. Yeah. Um, is it? Is it members from Joe Flo as well, or is it just him? No, that band's just him. But then they also they they do loads of little side projects. So we've got you've got Sunshine Frisbee Laser Beam, which is junior drummer, right? Um, they're pretty rad. They're a bit more he... like sort of Brits kind of indie vibes. Pretty good. Is he still on drums for that, or is he young? Um, he's like playing drums one minute, then guitar the next, and right. you know how they are. Indeed. Um, and then, yeah, Lex is doing, I told you, and he's also doing Your Poetry, which is him yes. and Junior. And they're awesome. They did an album, actually. Well, they've been doing like little EPs over the last, I want to say, well, since Jofo kind of broke up, broke up hiatus. I don't know. Let's not get into it. They'll be back, I hope. But yeah, so they've been doing little EPs here and there. And then about a month ago, they collected them all together and put them out as a album of EPs. Right. Um, okay. And then you sort of, I'm, I'm like in that little band camp club where you sort of, basically you pay Lex's wages and he sends you music. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's almost like this is the way this should work, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I had the album just turn up sort of in my, in my post box the other day. And yeah, it's great. Like proper two-piece, two-piece indie emo good times. Just Amazing. guitar, drums, and some like nice, nice melodic vocals. But yeah, yes. yeah any, anything... Jofo spin-off relays on there. I'm, I'm the first at the door. They are one of my favourite bands. I'm going to definitely go back. And um, I think, yeah, I'm going to go and listen to Johnny Foreigner. That sounds you like should. something I'll probably be into. Um, whilst we're talking about um, that whole style of music, have you ever checked out a band called Proper, Charlie? No, I um, you should. I think you should check them out. I found them kind of midway through last year um and i so i'm still kind of working my way through their albums at the moment just like like you know drip feeding it as we seem to be doing these days and um yeah i had it on today and it instantly reminded me of you um and jofo and all that jazz and jubilord and all those jazzes so i reckon oh, you'd enjoy it proper nice about with dot with like a, a um what's the, you know what's the one a full stop that's it at the end i couldn't okay. think of the punctuation <laughs> Proper yeah. full stop. Yeah. Proper full stop. Give him like a blast. I'll I try that. But yeah, again, like Tube Lord as well. Oh, Tube Lord. Yeah. Tube Lord, man. That whole period, though, went like Tube Lord, Joe Foe, 
Um, this town needs guns. Yeah. It's just like, just again. I mean, it's all very nostalgic. But I mean, it just as soon as I hear those bands, I don't know about you, like, like here is it here working Abergavenny on a bench in Abergavenny? That's the album, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. No, our first Americans. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just like. I don't See, know about you, but song titles. Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you feel like when you listen to that album? Does it take you back, or it it makes me feel like I'm in the car driving to a gig to play? It's it's yeah. like we like we listeners. That that's what we listen to. Yeah, you know, you'd have Tube on the way there, and da and that chord on the way back, and then you swap to Joe so halfway through. Just went through the whole Alcopop BSM back catalogue over the course of a tour. <laughs> and it just it just makes you want to be driving to like some rundown bar in Leicester and play for five people, but in a really nice way. I'd love exactly. to do that now. God, I'd yeah. love to do a gig in front of five people. But everyone would give, I'd, get, I'd <laughs> love to be in a, an audience of five people watching a, just mm. something. Um, yeah, but unfortunately that's the way it is. But hey ho, hey we'll, we'll be back. Don't worry about it. We will. Um, we will prevail. We will prevail. Um, Charlie, that kind of draws us towards the end of the show, and um, I want to just say thanks again for coming on and talking about some of your favorite records. Which, you know, people will listen and go, "Damn, why is he talking about that?" But they're some <laughs> of my favorite records as well. Um, so that was absolutely awesome. Um, we draw to a close. What we like to do, Charlie, is just um, if you were kind of to press play, if you were to open your phone up and touch Spotify, um, what is currently playing. But Joe, what are you listening to at the moment? Um, today I listened to my entire library of songs because I was just like, everyone can fuck off at work. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it's been a variety of things. Tube Lord was in there. Proper were in there. Um, it's not been one specific thing, is what I'm saying. But saying that, I did just get the new Leanne Le Havas album, which I intend to um, give a proper once over. Big nice. fan. She's very pretty and very talented. Amazing. So, um, yeah, the new Leanne Le Havas called Leanne Le Havas. That's what I'm about to dig into. Excellent. Um, I'm listening to, and this kind of just is always the case, I dip in and out and I'm listening to... Black Market Music by Placebo at the moment. Um, that was nice. what I had on quite... Oh, I can't play it loud because when the baby's in bed, it doesn't really uh, work out. But the headphones go on for half an hour and um, that was on today. So I was really, really happy. Um, so, Charlie, what is it you're listening to? Um, okay, so at the moment... So I'm, I'm back to working from home. So you need like something quite chill on in the background. That's not going to put you off. You don't really want to have under roof on. Um, so yeah loads of like just synthwave stuff just random synthwave playlists on spotify and then you always pick up a couple of bands from that you go oh they're pretty good so um people like the midnight they're really good um time cop 1983 awesome there's also there's a band who i got into last year and it was one of my records of the year they're called wolf club it's it's spelt like capital w space capital o space wolf club yeah very hard to find but they are <laughs> amazing because they're like proper 80s synth wave but with this fantastic vocals um okay yeah basically if you took like take like early paramore and then okay. you give them synths instead of guitars Ooh. that's kind of a wolf club um it's just really good poppy upbeat music but yeah r- really big into them at the moment um 
yeah, they're, they're just awesome. So yeah, they had an album called Runaways last year, and it's just it's just really nice, really chill. I'm into that. Um, yeah, other than that, lots of lots of digging back into the old back catalogue. You always have your favourites you put on repeat. In fact, I was playing it. Discovery Daft Punk today, so there you go. Um, stuff that's just come out. There was a new Alice Glass single last week at the time of recording. So she was the singer in Crystal Castles. Um, oh yeah, when they first started and. Yeah, she's just, she's great. But yeah, she's got a new song out, which is really, really angry in all the best ways. It's it's Amazing. quite a it's quite a violent electronic. Have you heard song. of a band called Gunship? Like Gunship. Yeah, nice. Gunship, cool. Is that on the yeah. same sort of wave as like Wolf Club? Is that definitely? Yeah, that yeah. Be close. Yeah, you're on the right lines of that. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Okay, I, my, I like the sound of that. My synthwave playlist on Spotify is just it's just full of stuff that is like 80s vibes but made now. Yeah. It's just so good. But yeah, um synthwave stuff, Wolf Club, Alice Glass, any of that, just awesome. All good recommendations. Excellent. Nice. Um, yeah, so thanks again, Charlie, for coming on. Thanks, Joe, for coming along for the musical ride. Um, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Unfortunately, it's that time of the show where we have to get off the ride and um go back to life in but like charlie said if we're at the we're at the weekend almost and uh i get a day off so um yeah thanks for listening everybody <laughs> um uh just take care of yourselves look after each other wear a mask and all that jazz and then you know hopefully one day in the future not too far away we can get back to some live music um which isn't through our screens and hopefully we'll be in a pub with a pint and uh Next time we're in the same room together, Charlie, which I'm sure will probably be like the first time we're allowed in a pub, um, <laughs> I'll buy a pint. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come stay alone properly next time. Yes, yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, yeah, but cheers anyway. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you all very soon. <laughs>